live with the best father and son team on the internet. It's time for Homie and the Dude. What is up, everyone? This is Homie and the Dude, the father and son MMA podcast, and we are delighted to be here with Jack Stone Mason. Jack is prolific across the MMA world here in the UK. He is the promoter of Cage Warriors Academy Southeast. He was a professional MMA fighter. He is currently the trainer, cornerman, and manager of Arnold Almighty oh, Allen, who's going to be right up here for a, a featherweight championship, hopefully in uh, in 2023. He's also yeah. the, the manager for Corey McKenna. Um, you own BKK Fighters. You own Stone Sports Management. How the fuck do you do all this shit, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really sleep that much, but but yeah. <laughs> Good to have you here, man. Um, the real topic of the conversation is that we have Cage Warriors Academy Southeast coming up here on October 8th. We're delighted to, to also be part of that. It's a huge, awesome card. And we just wanted to get a perspective from you, Jack, on you know your your background on Cage Warriors Academy, why you started it, um, what, you know, you've been doing it for a while, and, uh, and maybe even some plans for the future. Yeah. Okay. So, um, obviously M MMA is my passion. And, um, when, yeah, we, uh, the, the reason why we started it, we were, we were, obviously I was running BKK fighters and we were, you know, we had a lot of guys that were fighting at the gym and we were, we were looking for shows to fight on and, and it, it became quite, um, quite disappointing with some of the, some of the, like the quality of the, the fight cards, uh, the way the fighters were were looked after in terms of sort of medical stuff, um, and yeah, just the, just the quality of the promotions that were out there. You know, you could see that so, you know some of them were were sort of you know there were a lot of, a lot of um, MMA pressures sort of come and gone because people just uh, you know people think it's going to be an easy gig and you're going to make some money, um, and it, and it's really it's really not the case. Um, it's uh and 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 where the people you know the people that that are trying to make the money from the promotions you know they don't they're trying to cut costs at all court you know trying to cut costs um at every avenue and you know to um you know to to make sure that the profit's higher but it's very it's very very difficult to do that and and by doing that what, what you do is you end up having a like a, a a poor quality promotion, which is, which isn't good for the fighters, um, and um, and and yeah, it's, it kind of, I kind of was just disappointed with the the quality of the promotions that are out there at grassroots level. Um, so I decided, well, if it's not being done the way I, that I think it should be done, then then I should just uh, just do it myself. So that's that's why we started. So we had um, obviously. It's it's different, obviously, because the 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 bigger shows like uh, um, Cage Warriors, uh, there were there were shows like, for instance, UCMMA around. Um, there, there were there were shows that were giving opportunities to fighters at to fight on a prof professional level, and they were 
you know they they were they were out there and, and they were available and it was you know that what once they're fighting professional a lot of the the guys were being looked after properly but I'm I'm really talking about the grassroots level so the amateur you know the amateur level and low record pros and we were we were trying to the reason why we started it it was is just to give those guys an opportunity to understand you know to fight on a, a platform which is going to give them you know fair matchups um but also provide them with you know a test but also under you know so that they can they can learn the business and understand what's required of them to to go out and and make it uh you know be successful um at you know at professional level um and, you know Corey McKenna's a prime example you know she she had lots of lots of fights on the uh on the on our promotion which was formerly BCMA and and now Cage Warriors Academy and um you know you, you know look where she is she's she's done she's done everything right and it started to re- to really make a, g- a good thing of her career um but it's it's um yeah so in terms of in terms of the the event you know we've we've sort of gone from strength to strength we have you know we this you know we only started making a, a profit from um i think it was show 26 and we're on show twenty nine now, so if you can you can imagine that's we've uh, we've lost a lot of money over the years, um, and you know that's been been funded by myself and and the other the people that are passionate about MMA that are, we're involved you know involved in the promotion and, um, and you know the profits that we've made have gone back into the into the organisation and we've what we feel like we've built you know one of the the best platforms that we that we could have done on the budget that we've got and we're, we're proud of what we've done um and and we're, we're glad to have the support of all the you know the fighters that are involved in the event and um and ha- you know helping push us forward and we, we just like to what we want to see obviously as part of the promotion is is to see these these young these young fighters sort of develop go on to the, the bigger promotions and and do really well and you know I, you know, a dream. You know, one of the one of the goals is is to create, um, will be this be the the starting platform for a guy that's going to go on to compete in the UFC and become become world champion. That's that's kind of one of our our goals for uh, for the promotion. Yeah, that's that's freaking awesome. And I think you know you you mentioned you know how hard it can be to maintain and and continue doing this for so long. And we've seen our fair share actually of promotions here in the UK. Um, you know, that we've spoken to and things like that, that have, you know, risen and fallen because of, um, you know, literally just that you said, you know, it's so hard to organize. There's just so many, you know, plates that you're spinning just on the night itself. Um, so yeah, we, we, we definitely understand that. And I think the other thing that I think is really great as well, you mentioned that you're giving these fighters, you know, that first taste of the real industry. And, you know, it's, it's so true. Your events are, you know, the fact that you've got like all the medical team behind, uh, you know, the, the scenes, you know, that's really nice and quick the way you guys go about it. Then you've got, you know, the big show out the front with the lights, the full, you know, uh, the full board where people can watch and everything. It just feels very professional. It feels very, um, you know, like I was going to say polished, well put together. And like, because of that, I think the fighters really do, 
you know, get a good start in it. And you can see it in a lot of the fighters who have been with you for a while, you know, some of the, you know, the Matthew Okies, the Tariq Pels, you know, the Alachabis, like they, yeah. they have got this kind of presence about them now. And they've got this, uh, this kind of energy where you can see that they will go into the next level of their life and, and carry themselves well, understanding how they need to behave and, you know, what they need to be doing. And so I think you're doing a really great job at just setting these young people who are exceedingly talented, you know, and deserve uh, all the limelight as, you know, anyone else in the, in the industry. Um, you're just giving them the best chance to move to that next step really well. That, and I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's it. And, and, um, that, that's definitely, definitely a goal, you know, like all of the, all of the people that work on the event, for instance, the, you know, the hand wrappers, the, the cut men, the referees, the, the judges, the, um, the medical team, all of the, all of those people are the same people that do it for the UFC. So yeah. when you're at the O2, at the back, it's exactly the same people that, that are doing it for, for our event. So you could go through your whole career, you know, a, a lot of the time seeing the same faces backstage and you, you, you will you will feel a lot more comfortable and you feel like you belong there and it will as you say like the guys that not every fighter's like it but the guys that understand the business understand how to behave how to treat you know the the you know the runners the hand wrappers all, all those types of people with with respect um i've got they're just going to go a long way um and and that's that's why we do it it's, it's a pleasure to see as you say, the the fights that, that understand the business and you know get it, it, it you know, with want for a better word, to uh, you know to go and see them be really successful in the future. That's that's uh, that's something we, we 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 really enjoy from the from putting on the events. Thanks for watching this episode. We really appreciate you supporting Homie and the Dude. Please hit us with the Holy Trinity, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram. Just search at Homie and the Dude. It all really helps. You know, the other thing, Jack, that really stands out as, uh, as the few times we've been part of the event is the feel of the staff. There is, there is just a family feel back mm, there. You feel it sure. as soon as you walk in. It is everyone supporting everyone else. Everyone is asking, hey, can I help? Can I do this? Everyone's saying hi to, like, I don't think there's not been a time where we've come in and, you know, recognized others and they recognize us and just saying hi and hello and just, see, like, you know, catching up again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very nice. And I, I think that also, again, puts a lot of fighters at ease. Like you said, I, I love what you said about, you know, you're, you're using staff that are utilized for UFC events and things like that, you know, uh, refs and whatnot that you see that anyone will see on big events and things like that. And you're totally right. Having those people be more consistent throughout their lives means that they are a lot more comfortable with it. And, you know, you don't go in knowing whether the ref is going to be biased or is going to be, you know, able to be switched on enough to get in there and stop it correctly and things like that, because you've seen these guys do it a hundred times. And yeah. not only that, but now you've been with them a hundred times. And so it feels a lot safer. It feels a lot, um, uh, it probably quashes a lot of the nerves that come outside of just, you know, the nerves that come with having to step in a ring and, and, and enter, you know, combat with someone at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. So the event is, let's just review. It's on October 8th. It's at Charter Hall in Colchester. Four o'clock start. Yeah. 4 p 4 p.m. Start and um, 4 p.m. Start and a loaded card. 
Um, I looked at the card, mate, and it is absolutely, you know, you've got a, a few people that are now breaking out into their, their debut professional fights. Um, you want to talk us through what, what, what fights are sort of sticking out for you? And I've got a few as well. Bodie's got a couple yeah. as well. Yeah, this is it. So we obviously, uh, anyone knows or been to our events, we, you know that we've, we put on, we put on a lot of fights. So the value for money is, is huge. Um, yeah. When, whenever, whenever you, um, whenever I tell people the amount of fights that uh, are on the fight card, people worry. I think I think that's probably their first thing because they worry they're worried going what time they get to bed because you know <laughs> pre- previously we have we we have done it um, and lots of other shows still do it but you know the events will finish quite late you know like maybe one o'clock something luckily as you said we, we've got such a good team behind the scenes now that even with so we've got 35 fights on the card even with um that many fights Crazy. it will be it will be done by 10 30 and just because of the the way that we run the event now which and and we've proven that for probably the last four events now so that's that's fantastic um so as, as i say like every every bout um, the, I mean, the way we match them is, you know, it's, it's always a, a 50-50 fight. So I, I, I can't wait for the for the fights that, that comes. But in terms of my sort of top picks for top fights, you know, we've got the headline headline fight. So um, Charlie Falco versus Adil Cherfi. So Charlie is one of these guys who's, who's fought a who's who of, uh, of flyweights, really. Um, he, you know, he's, he's fought... Uh, um, Lewis McGann, you know, quite recently as well, you know, a, a really hard hitting flyweight, and, and Charlie is is anyone that anyone that knows him knows that he is undersized hugely at, at flyweight. So he he's now we're now able to match him at strawweight. So he had his first strawweight fight last on the last event. Um, mm-hmm. Fought a guy called Ricardo Parla, who's who's a, also a big knockout artist, and uh, and he looked phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, this this fight, um, this uh, Charlie versus a deal. This this was going to be uh, it's going to be a fight we had uh, at amateur level. Um, for for whatever reason, we tried to match those those two um, a couple of times before. For whatever, whatever reasons, it fell out. Um, but a deal has been on my case, on Charlie's case, and I think on on some of Charlie's interviews, Charlie has has said that a deal's been phoning his mum asking for this fight. So, <laughs> Um, that's the way to get a fight <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is going to be this is going to be a good one Adil's been training uh, at, at GB top team um, Charlie's been been training big AK fighters some you know great great gyms great training training partners so expect this one to be a, a big one at straw weight and we're going to we're going to try and build this straw weight division because I, I know there's a few guys that are undersized to fly weight you know it's very mm. difficult to get Fights, fights at straw weight, and we're going to try to make that make that happen for these guys. Okay, yeah. I've got one as well. But before, I just yeah. want to touch on Charlie. He really showed a level of maturity his last fight, enough cage management. He just, you could tell that he's starting to get comfortable, probably with the amount of fights he's had over, you know, his his amateur career now, mm-hmm. his four or five fights in his pro career. But he's starting to get comfortable, and then you could really just tell he's thinking a little bit more at, yeah. while he's you know, while he's in there competing. So it was really nice to see. Yeah, looking forward to that one. The next one, um, one of my personal, one of the guys I look forward to seeing every time we come to your events, 
a big personality, Tariq Pell. He's always he's got a rowdy <laughs> crowd next to him. He's he's just a you know big old um, colorful guy. He's fighting uh, Nikita Lashikov, and it's yeah. Tariq. It's Tariq's uh, and Nikita's professional debuts, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, so Nikita's uh, like a, I think he's just like a sambo, uh, like European or world champ. He he looks good. Um, Sambo's obviously slightly different to MMA. Um, yeah, but but very similar. You know, you got the 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 punches, kicks, knees, knees to the head, lots of throws, submissions. So gonna be gonna be good. I think, you know, Tariq, he's well trained. He he uh he trains with one of my old training partners, Lee Dosky. And um he Lee Dosky's been around the game for a long time. Like I, I remember my first the first time I ever sparred a pro fighter was Lee Dosky. <laughs> he beat the crap out of me. I was so, <laughs> I was so scared. To, to spy in, in in and um and and yeah you beat the crap out of me but yeah exactly yeah I I, I obviously he he's the he's the help coach me through fights and and he's he's a wealth of experience he's fought I mean Lee's Lee Dosky beat Dan Dan Hardy and lots of he fought for a who's who of, of people back in the day so Tariq is well trained. He's got a he's got a coach with a, a ton of experience, and Tariq really gets gets the game. You know he yeah. he, he looks great. He if he, he fights he fights brilliant. And in his last fight, he showed some really good fight IQ as well. So, um, it, it, you know he, his last fight, his his opponent had some excellent stand up ability. Tariq was was holding his own on on the feet, but um. He used his wrestling to nullify um, his opponent's uh, yeah. game, and um, you know, and he came away the uh, the uh, the Casuals Academy uh, amateur champ. Now, you know, he, he's looking to go professional. I'm really excited to see see how he how he fares. Got a tough opponent, but um, you know, he's he's looking forward to it. He's very confident, so very much looking forward to that fight. Yeah, you know what? Before, it, before, it, before was, we, before... it was nice to see him <laughs> wrestle. I was gonna say because Tariq, Tariq's got really good striking, really good stand up. We were saying before the fight, we we're like, oh, we're excited to see him get in there and and and. Because remember, you know, he was fighting that uh, it was like a kickboxer. Um, yeah, the, the, his opponent was just really, really slick on on his feet. And Tur by the way. Tarek, I'm going to apologize. We've been calling you Tariq. My, I know you corrected me the last time we saw you. So it is Tarek, pal. Um, but I think it, it it spells like Tariq. So apologies, dude. But that's what I see when every time I see it. But yeah, it was a really, really good, good uh, performance. It was awesome. It was just great to see, like you said, use that fight IQ and just, you know, um, just really nice, just really out grapple him. It was it was a real, real clinic of of a different side of uh, Tarek that we haven't seen yet, and I, I really enjoyed that performance. It was a really fun one to watch. Well, here's the thing: at that level, you go in with your strength, but at some point, you need to scout your opponent and say, right, actually, maybe my strength isn't the best way to win this. Maybe my strength is actually feeding into something that he's really good at as well. Mm -hmm. So you're starting to see this transition with some of these amateur fighters that they're going in with different tactics and and winning in ways that they might not usually win. Okay, great. Two down. Um, any anyone that you're looking at, boats? I do. I do have a couple that are that are lower lower down than the top five, but we'll we'll, we'll go with Alachavi first um, versus uh, Vadimus, and that's a uh, that's that's an awesome fight. Both both guys. Um, 
both guys put on nice performances in the last one. I know Ala um, was, uh, was, you know, just here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm always happy to see Ala Chiavi perform. It's, it's, it's always something that makes me very happy. And Vadimus brought a great crowd last time. Again, just another one of the fights out of the, you know, like you said, the 35, or, you know, <laughs> that you do that I'm, I'm just really looking forward to. And I really enjoyed both of their last fights, actually. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, to me, Chiabi has uh, about as well-rounded a ground game as you're going to see at that level. He is he's really, really good. And he showed in his last fight, he's a competitor. Like, he'll bite down, he'll get in there. And uh, he had a really tough battle last time. Came out just very, very impressive the way he, he performed. Yeah, I, I really like this battle as well. You know, um, Vad, Vad obviously trains with Brad Pickett. He's Vad's, yeah. Vad's improved. He's... he's um, his striking is getting is getting really good. You know his his kicking game, his punching game, um, and you know with uh, with GB top team, you know he's going to have a very strong yeah. wrestling game, and and I think and a, and a and a good strong grappling game, a good chokes, um, and it will be very interesting to see see how he how he you know how this fight plays out because as you say, Allah is extremely good on ground. It's got yeah. some very some very good setups from from some strange positions as well. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how that how that plays out if it goes to the ground. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. So Vadimus uh Gaizutis versus Alachiabi at 125 is a good one to keep your eye on. Um what else? I mean I'm also like just just to jump lower down the list, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Sean Frazier fight again. Um, I really enjoyed his last performance, um, and I'm, I'm I'm super excited to see him get back in there. Um, obviously, John Vettel was uh, was missed off the last one. We were excited to see him fight. I'm looking forward to see him uh, step in there as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Oki come back and hopefully get a win after a, after a, a, a pretty a pretty hard loss in, in in his last one and i and i'm just looking forward to seeing him hopefully get back in the the winning category but there's there's just a lot of really really good fights i know you're really looking forward to the jimmy quinn fight Do you want to talk about that one yeah jimmy quinn he's another fan favorite electric the, ki- the kid is like a, a spark plug when he goes in there you know you're going to get a really um, action-packed fight when you see jimmy fight and the crowd just erupts with him he just has this personality that people love and he's fighting uh kasan khan who's six and two jimmy quinn's four and one jimmy quinn is representing mma clinic romford um kasan is from blackbeard mma they're gonna be fighting at 135 in the bantam it's a great division. Gym name. yeah <laughs> blackbeard <laughs> MMA. Yeah. um so sounds like a bunch of uh, pirates fucking doing <laughs> some mma <laughs> that's got a really interesting uh well, it's got it's an interesting back backstory because I, I know that that Jimmy is he was absolute on his his last bout when he so he fought Harry Myers and uh, I think it, it's safe to say it, um, Harry Myers was always in the fight but Jimmy was probably cruising ahead on points for a, a points decision um, when he got to I think it was the last minute I think it was maybe thirty seconds left he he was in top position I think maybe he got complacent. Harry Myers was had stayed composed all throughout the fight, and he was waiting for that opportunity. And um, I think Jimmy, yeah, as I say, maybe got complacent, left his head in the wrong place, and uh, and Harry Myers snatched it, finished finished up the, with a submission. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I know that Jimmy's been kicking himself since then. I think he was desperate to get back in there, and um, 
he's been trying, you know, according to his coach, he's been training like a maniac, and he's he's looking to, you know, to to show his improvements in the in this next fight. Um, Kashan, um, I've actually uh, with one of my fighters, I've actually cornered against Kashan uh, on on another show, and I know how good he is. He's uh-huh. uh, he's also the champ on a number of other promotions as well. He's um, He's he's well deserving of this title shot, and um, it's going to be very. This will be very very interesting. Um, first, you see how Jimmy Jimmy bounces it back, and uh, and Kashan I know brings it. He's got a very good ground game, very good stand up uh, stand up um, game as well. So it'll be very interesting. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. It'll be interesting to see how Jimmy. Um, it's a it's a it's a moment where you see how much a fighter is invested in this when they have to come back from a defeat. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and Jimmy, you're like, you said, was, was looking really good in that fight. And the, all of a sudden it's the big truth teller that, that especially that first loss, you know, everyone, everyone is, uh, is all game until that first one comes. And then that first one really tests your, 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 your mental capacity and, and how much, you know, you can bounce back. You know, and, and it becomes it becomes a mental game because as well, you know, depends how, you know, gun shy, you know, things like that that end up happening, you know, because people sometimes, you know, their their mind just switches and you know, we've seen it with fighters all the way through to like the big leagues, all the way down to, you know, the amateurs. So I I'm excited to see him get back in there and see what Jimmy can put together and uh, and hopefully Kassan comes and brings it because at the end of the day we just love watching good fights. <laughs> so yeah, yeah hopefully uh, hopefully it'll be a good one. You're so you're so right on that one. The um, the, the I've seen so many fighters over over my time my time in the sport where you, you know you've got you've got an abs- you know a, a a really talented young guy, yeah. very um, you know very talented and and he's he's used to winning, you know and, and maybe you know he's got a got a long win streak, no fights. You think he's going all the way to, to the top? You think he's got you think he's got everything. You know, as a coach, you think he's got everything. He takes one loss, whether it's a you know a, a finish or a, or a de- decision. I've seen it myself. You know, they've lost a the decision. They never turn back. They never come back to the gym. Yeah. Um, some yeah. people take it very hard, and and that's and that's it. You know, that's when you know you, you know the men from the boys. You know the these what you know as as the saying goes. You know, a real fighter is a guy that. You know, gets back up when he gets knocked down. You know, not the one that yeah. just runs away. And um, you'll you'll see that. I'm sure. I'm sure Jimmy. I'm sure Jimmy is a real fire. I, I know how hungry he is to get back in there. So, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. What else you got? Any other any others that pop into your mind? Well, one one fight that I'm I am uh, well, two actually. <laughs> just looking looking at the fight card at the moment. So, um, Molly Lindsay, right? So she. She was formerly our, our bantamweight champ. She's a very, very good fighter. She she actually had a had a baby, has had some time off. This is her first fight back. Um, very excited to see it, see her back. She's she's now she's moved camps as well. She now trained at B, out of BST, which is a great gym. Um and yeah, very interested to see her back. She's fighting um Camilla Camilla Bergstrom. She is yeah. one of you know. One of the one of the fan favorites, like uh, on on the show, she's a Norwegian girl. She come, she brings it every single time. Uh, she she steps into the cage, so going to be very interesting to see how how that that goes. How how Molly is after a after a break and a new new training camp. So 
yeah, very excited to see that. And then this is a per this is a, obviously a personal um, favorite of mine and a guy that I coach, but Danny Parker. So, so Danny is um, he he was living in Cyprus. He was uh, training some kickboxing and some boxing, and a, an old friend of mine lives out now lives out there. And when I was out there, I think last year, he's he's he introduced me to Danny and said Danny's going to come and train with you. And uh, I actually didn't I actually didn't think he he would. Um, <laughs> a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call. I'm I'm here. Um, when can I come to the gym? And uh, and he's been at the gym every every day since. Um, he had wow. his he had his mixed martial arts debut on our last event. He he is a big knockout puncher and he's a bit he's a savage but he he wasn't able to control that savagery in his last fight so he was just going for the guy's head and uh and what happened was that as he was doing it you know you you, you may you can do that in, in in um in striking sports because there's no there's no threat to take down but um in you know in MMA you get taken off your feet if you if you uh, overextend and stuff like that so that's what happened. He he got you know taken down, held. You know the guy was no disrespect to the guy, but the guy was holding hold on for his life, and uh-huh. he he did a good job in in controlling Danny, um, and 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 you know despite some hairy spots in the fight, got got the decision. Um, and what I'm excited excited to see is, is sort of Danny come back, control that you know control that. Uh, that aggression slightly <laughs> and uh, and go in there and, and put on a m- mature performance and, and I think he's gonna be looking looking fantastic in the gym. If he can control it control his uh, aggression, I think he'll, he'll be able to set up those knockouts he's he's really looking for. It's a big thing, isn't it? Because if you if you go too far one way, and we've seen it, you even see it in the UFC, you see someone sort of coming in and dancing to the music as they're coming up to the cage. And to me, I'm starting to worry. I'm thinking, oh god, okay, are they are they do they have enough adrenaline? Are they too relaxed? Are they just the amount of relaxed? You see other guys that run to the cage, and you're thinking you're worried again because you're thinking they're they're they might just be way way too much in their head and not really able to read things. So you really got to find find that balance. And mm, yeah. uh, it sounds like that's that's the work that Danny has to do here. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You know, these are very difficult to do, but to find that balance where you're relaxed and but still able to explode at, at the, the right times, um, that's, you know, that's part of the learning the sport. And some people have got it. Some people, ha- you know, take more time to learn it. Some people never find it, you know. So um, we, we're going to see. But I'm um, very <laughs> interested to see that, yeah. I got a question for you. Um, during the the night, we're seeing all kinds of performances, and there's great submissions. Sometimes you'll see a straight up knockout, and at the end of the night, um, there is a process for picking the the fight of the night, the performance of the night, and all of that. Can you talk us through? I know there, the process in the UFC is, I think, you know, Dana and a couple other people sort of make that decision. But what's the what's the process at Cage Warriors Academy Southeast? Well, so so obviously we have a we have a big event staff, and you say like a we kind of see out all the staff as a as a family and so what we what we do is we um because because i'm running around like a headless chicken so is a lot so are a lot of people what we do is we put it to a vote for all the staff that are on the on the event so we ask for people's um people's opinion on their fight of the night um their 
their submission of the night and their their uh their KO or TKO of the night. And um that's how you know we put a vote on it to the staff and uh, that's how we get to the uh get to the um the decision about who gets the awards. Um for, for me, I think from a, a fight night perspective, just before I apply to bet, I would say that you know it's gonna be between Allah Giabi and uh, Fad Gazetis. I think I think that fight is going to be going to be fantastic. And also, I think the girls. I think um, Molly Lindsay versus Camilla Bergstrom. You know, they they always bring it. I think um, I think that could be a fantastic bout as well. Awesome. You know, what I, I think what it speaks to as well, Jack, is your matchmaking. So yeah, you know a lot truly. of these fighters, um, and you now start to understand what makes a good fight. Bring fighters together. And uh, whether you're reaching out to Norway, reaching out to France, uh, some fighters are coming from Italy, from Spain, you've got a really wide network mm. of fighters drawing from all over the UK. And what happens is we get a, a night of 35 fights that are really nicely matched. And it's a really entertaining night because we know there's very, very few just complete whitewashes. You know, it's it's a competitive fight all the way through the card. That's it. And um, it, that, that was one of our goals when we set up the organization was to uh, was to not put on these mismatches or um mm. yeah, because the mismatch is, is is bad in so many ways. You know, firstly, you know, as as a as a viewer, you know, or a fan, you know, if you're watching a fight and you know who's gonna win before you even watched it, it I it's not firstly, it's not a fight. It's just a I don't know how it's it's a dance or mm. or some acting. I don't, it's not it's not it's not sport. You know, if you, yeah, it's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. if, if you know, if you know who's going to win, it's not it's not sport, is it? Because it, yeah. it should be, it should be fifty fifty. You know, you, you can't always match things one hundred percent fifty fifty. You know, it might might be sixty forty or fifty five forty five, but it's got to be an even fight. You know, you've got to have two two people. A fight is two people that want to win that fight. You know. Yeah. And that are competing to to get the win, so if it's not that, it's not a fight. And yeah. we put thirty five fights on on our our fight card. Yeah. Um, if it's it's if you I can't I can't go and watch small hall boxing because of that reason. They don't they don't mm. actually have any fights on. Um, similar to other other MMA shows as well. Um, it, they got it's it's a sport. It's got to be a competitive fight. I love yeah. the way you look at that. I think that that's missing from the upper organizations massively. And that's something that, you know, often bugs us massively. We talk about, you know, some of the matchmaking that goes on in some of the upper organizations. And well, you, you got just... an up and comer, you know, you got a Patty Pimlet and they're, I mean, I love Patty to some extent. He's entertaining, but they're, they're giving him a walk through this first, you know, how many fights, let's see how many fights, but you know, he's, he's definitely, they're, they're in the, in the matchmaking room, they're saying, okay, who can we put him in against that can test him a little bit, but can get him through so that we can keep that, that thing going. And you yeah. don't see that. You don't see that at all. in your, you know, you're, we versus, had, versus well, then Pereira who steps all the way through middleweight to go <laughs> fight Adesanya in bloody three fights. You're just like, this is just silly. We're like, and it's nice. It, it is. And we always talk about this. We always leave your events saying, you know, how awesome and competitive you know, I would say 95% of the fights are, you know, you have the odd one with a, a quick submission or a quick knockout or things like that. But 
it's always seems to be that you know it's a war like and these these amateurs are are and it, hilariously one of the things that i think needs to be tested most in your amateur career is your cardio so that when you do step into professionals you know you've got the ability to go three rounds you know five rounds whatever whatever yeah. it is that you're 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 doing and a mismatch it, isn't, isn't allowing for that isn't allowing that but it seems like we're constantly getting three rounds with your your fights because it's just a bloody war <laughs> yeah, yeah you you um you keep making some brilliant points today, Bodie. Because like the um that that point about the cardio thing is is huge. It's like all these guys try and rush. Um, they're uh, well, not all of them. Some some guys r- try and rush their amateur career just to get to pro. Yeah. And you know, because because I've been there and made the mistake. You know, like I've I've had some professional fights where you know, and this was back in the day, so there wasn't you know. The sport hadn't evolved as much, but mm-hmm. um, I had a, had a fight which I didn't train for properly, yeah. and I, you know, very you know, very easily won the first round. The guy was 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 still you know, st- you know, still in the fight, hundred yeah. percent. I was uh, you know, I was dominating, and after the second round. Uh, sorry, after the first round, my cardio was gone. I, I just yeah. didn't, I didn't have it. And this was a, this was a professional fight. I think it was my mm-hmm. maybe fifth, fifth professional fight, and my cardio was gone. And because I didn't train properly for it, um, and I didn't cut weight properly either, um, and going into that that second round, I was exhausted. I think yeah. I managed to get a takedown, and I was you know was was holding on, doing all right, and I, I got swept. And I was absolutely exhausted, and, and the guy had kind of had his way way with me after that. And um, mm. and I, when when you're exhausted in the fight, it's mm. really it's a really strange feeling. But when you're exhausted, you actually don't care about getting punched in the face. You would rather have a rest, yeah, than block a punch to your face. That is it's really strange. It's um, mm. but you will never get. No one, no one can. It, by me describing this to, to someone, you will never mm. understand it until you've been there, and yeah. you need to be there in the amateur fights to understand that you've got to be fit. That's one of the one thing. Well, it's one of the things you can control going into a fight. You can control how fit you are and making weight. That's about all you can c- control. Okay, yeah. if you those those two things. Um, you, you should always do as a fighter, okay? Mm-hmm. And being being fit enough to, to fight is is one of them. And if you don't, it's better to find it's better to find out in an amateur fight when it's not going to affect your pro career uh, yeah. than it is once you get to pro. So, hundred percent, dude, fully fully agree. Like I think. You know, something that anyone who's done, I, I would say particularly like within grappling and stuff, like striking definitely and like ground and pound and things like that. But like when you when it comes to wrestling, grappling and jujitsu, like the drown is coming. Like you, it doesn't matter like how many fights you're going to survive, like on your feet for or whatever. At some point, someone's going to drag you into that deep water and you're going to have to try and breathe through it. It's not going to go the way you want. And that's just how it is. Everyone experiences it. You, whether it's a, a stylistic matchup that, that means that you get put in that position or sure. you know whatever it is, the fighter might not be better than you, but he might just put you in a position that is you know hard for you to deal with cardio-wise. And 
it's just going to happen at some point. And that's the thing. We, we all have a limit, irregardless of, you know, the most incredible fires in the world. Everyone has a, a moment where whether you're getting punched in the face so much that you're getting tired or you're getting out grappled. At some point, you know, it happens. Well, let's but, talk about. So this is Cage Warriors Academy Southeast event number 29. You've been doing yeah. this for a while, Jack. Um, the event is super polished. It's a great night out. It's super entertaining. But if you cast your eyes into the future, if you're like, okay, we've been doing this, we're now we're, we're now getting this machine oiled up nicely. What yeah. what do you see in the future as you um, as you as you look forward with regard to Cage Warriors? Well, I think I think one of the things that we would like to do is, you know, f firstly this this obviously depends on on funding and stuff like that because right now you know it's we don't have we don't have sort of big financial backers. Um, we are, you know, we, we're in a position now where we have a great model. It's, you know, it, it's paying for itself. But, it, yeah. but what we would like to, what we would like to do is, um, uh, to start, is, is to start expanding a, a little bit and go to different venues. You know, obviously we have some big, um, we have a, you know, a big contingent of, Nor of Norwegian fighters, um, it's MMA is still um, it's still banned in Norway, but it, hopefully it's shortly going to be not banned. Um, and it'd be great to do an event out there. We'd also like to expand to other other sort of towns in you know in the in the southeast of England. So so that's kind of our short term plans. Um, and yeah, we we want to conti continue to to keep it on fantastic events, building these fights and getting getting them ready for their for their pro careers and um and yeah just keep building the, the sport of mma in in the southeast i know that there's you know there's 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 some great you know the casuals academy in wales is a fantastic show they've got a massive you know massive following down there they they absolutely love mma and we want to do something similar in the southeast it's, it is a different it is a different region you know yeah. there's different that you know people have different values i think you know and different the the, the young people are into different things um yeah. and I, I think we find it hard to get as many fighters in involved i think i think you know just just from there in terms of the area but I'd, I'd like to just build you know build the sport even even further and uh build build a real big scene in the southeast that's that's the plan Amazing. That's, that's awesome. Sounds like sounds like we're going to the Isle of Man for for <laughs> for Fight Island. <laughs> <laughs> um, go for it. I know you want to say something. No, it's uh, so it's October eighth at uh, four o'clock start time at mm. Charter Hall in Colchester, Cage Warriors Academy, Southeast Twenty Nine. We are looking forward to it. Uh, tickets. How's the best way for people to get tickets, Jack? Mm. Yeah. So. All, so all of our VIP tables are sold out. So there's just the grandstand tickets left. Um, still tickets left. Uh, you know we want to we want a huge crowd to be able to to cheer on all the, all these fighters and give them that give them that experience. It's, it's obviously a great night out as well. Um, you can get tickets from Academy, uh, dot com, um, or if you speak to a fighter on the card, they'll give you their ticket link, and then you can support them financially because they get uh, some commission. Um, awesome. And help them, yeah, help them sort of uh, 
uh, fund you know fund their training camp and and uh, and continue to be a, a successful fighter. So that would be yeah, that'd be fantastic. Amazing. And you know what, guys? If you are needing a night out and you happen to be babysitting your grandma or something, get her a ticket too and bring her along. You know, it'll be, it'll be a great <laughs> exactly. night for the whole family. Um, but no, honestly, it's amazing. There's so many fights. You're, you'll get to meet some of the fighters as well as they come into the crowd and things like that. And it's, it's I mean, the, the entertainment value is really good. You got the walkout music, yeah, you got lights great. going on, you've got, it's a, it's a really, it's a fun night out. So yeah, yeah for those of you that have not been to an MMA event, well. Go check it out. Um, if you've been to Cage Warriors Academy Southeast, hopefully we will see you there again. Jack, do you have anyone that you want to shout out before we uh, we wind this up? Yourself, <laughs> <laughs> if you wish. No, no just uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, you know, thanks to all the team that's that helped us get this far as well, and and thank you for, for you guys for your time and to help 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 support the event and um, yeah, have and have have it as on to talk about it. Thank, thanks very much. No, that, dude, thank you for having us. We, we appreciate you, the event, and every single bloody fighter on that card. You know, we, we, we love doing this, and we love spending time with those fighters, and we love, uh, we love doing this. So thank you, dude. It's, it's an absolute honor to, to be a part of this and to, to join you on this journey. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Jack. Um, well, we're going to wind this up and say this is Homie and the Dude, father and son, MMA podcast. Subscribe to YouTube, follow us on Twitter, all the other stuff. Um, and uh, and have a really good day. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching Homie and the Dude today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please hit us with the Holy Trinity. Go follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and like the Facebook. It's the best way that you can help us out at the moment. Hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for watching, guys.